the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. This is the new generation of talk radio in the Bay Area. This is KNEW, AM and HD, Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose. Now, your money, your life. It's Rob Black. Just got an email. Some people think I'm like their personal servant. And I guess because I do radio, I, I kind of put myself out there that I'm, I believe in people and I love you and I will educate you. But I'm not your damn personal servant. Someone sends me an email that says, you know where I can track the price of zinc? Dude, there's a thing called Google. Use it. It's a lot smarter than me. You're a googly moogly. I'm stunned at how many people forget, oh, I could do this myself. There's a thing called Google. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Car values. This is always an interesting conversation. Uh, I'm a big fan of used cars. Huge fan of used cars. I think people who buy new cars have a mental disorder. Um, and I would throw you in my Darwinian woodchipper. I find that if you have to have a new car, there's something wrong with you because we all know it loses 10 to 20% of its value the moment you drive it off the lot. So I think there's something very, very wrong with you. So one of the lists that comes out that I like, because I'm in, I'm in the, the, I need a new vehicle. My vehicle's uh, got too much scum in it, too much nastiness in it. I go skiing and, you know, the skis get thrown in there and it gets wet and it gets dry and it gets wet. And it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's scummy at this point in time. Now, with prices of used cars being slashed across the board, 2009 is the year that you want to buy. So if, in 2010, I think the best deals were obviously 2008, 2009. Now, for instance, um, one of the better cars out there that's held a ton of value. When it was new, it was priced at $18,000. When it's used right now, it's about $12,000. Um, it's 2005 Honda Civic. So basically a small sedan, fuel efficient, fun to drive. You can save $6,500 over the, you know, the, the, the new price. So why pay the new price? Now, another vehicle, for instance, that's super popular at this point in time would be, um, 2007 Ford 500 SEL. So and this was priced around 23,000. Now you can get this one for about 14, 12,000. So that's a good 50% off. So, and again, you know, you got to shop around for what, what works for you. Um, you want to ride in style? I don't think you want to pay the full price. The 2006 Infiniti G35 sedan is lovely. So you can get one for about $20,000 used when brand new it was more like $35,000. So I think um, people mismanage their money. And you, again, you want style? Lexus LS 430, 2005, uh, originally priced at 60000 Now it's about 24000 so you got to go back a couple years. No, you're not going to have a new ride, but you'll live. You'll get over it. 
People will still love you. They'll still find you sexy. They'll still find you smart. And you'll just have more money to throw at them in, on your vacations. So 2005 RAV4, lovely vehicle. So there's, there's lists out there that you can pick up and find out, you know, that it's still well made. For instance, the 2007 Honda Pilot, um, great vehicle, great vehicle, $18,000 right now. Um, I'm not against that in any way, shape, or form. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. So Visa is up three points today. Visa reported great numbers. I've said it before. I'll say it again. All of you can buy Visa, and you can hold on to it. That's one stock. you got to buy 19 more. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. MasterCard. They reported um, results that... They're a little bit of a loser. Um, if you take into account that it's you know trading higher today, but last night it fell pretty aggressively, um, their their numbers not as good because Visa and Mastercard have some slightly different uses. Whereas, like for instance, every time you go get gas, a lot of people use their Visa card, but Mastercard is more of a I've lost my job, I'm going to run up um, some bills on it, so it's a little bit more dire as far as the the frequency of use. Whereas Visa is more day to day debit card kind of thing in the United States. Let's go to Chris. Mountain View. Chris? Chris? I hate you, Chris. I'm coming to your house in Mountain View. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to eat you. I'm going to make a pudding pate out of you. I know you're saying pudding pate. That sounds good. Hell yeah. Give me some of that. So um, MasterCard. Let's talk a little bit more about them. Um, Difference between Visa and MasterCard is that Visa has a much bigger market share of debit cards, which consumers continue to use daily for food and gasoline, whereas MasterCard is a little bit more on the credit card side of the fence, where people are fearful of losing their jobs. They tend to tuck those cards away. Here's an intriguing, intriguing question for you. In New Zealand, a virgin has auctioned herself off for tuition. A New Zealand teenager who says she auctioned her virginity online for $32,000 to raise money for tuition didn't break any laws. Now, having her collect that money is a little bit tougher. There's a website called iNeed.co.newzealand. That's iNeed.co.nz. 19-year-old student offered her virginity to the highest bidder. Is this kind of creepy? Or is this a sign of the times? Is this a smart business decision? I mean, let's face it. She's basically, we work for 40 years. She's saying, I could take a whole year of studying, have sex once, and boom, be done with it. It's prostitution, but prostitution's legal in New Zealand. So, under law is considered more liberal than most countries. Virginity has also become up for sale in Britain, where prostitution is not legal in Britain. 16-year-old girl decided to sell herself. Um, San Diego girl decided to sell herself and where prostitution is not legal. She got $3.7 million in the United States for that deal. So, illegal sends the price higher. She only got $32,000 in New Zealand because you can pay for sex anytime, anywhere. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Let's get a bill in Fremont. Bill. Hey Rob, I was wondering. Uh, I own a home. I'm about one hundred forty thousand dollars upside down. We're considering just trying to walk away or do a short sale. Now, is it worth the credit hit to do something like that? Can I sing a song for you? Upside down, inside out. You make me <laughs> <laughs> not not tasteful, right? What's uh, that? Not very tasteful. If I go up. Upside down. Exactly. Um, but whoever said I was very tasteful. So, um, so you're hundred and forty thousand dollars. Do you own the home? Is it? No, wait, wait. Is it your home that you live in? Yes. Okay. You feel okay walking away from it? 
Um, that's the part, you know, is I've got perfect credit, and it would destroy my credit to walk away from it. But like I said, you know, I'm, I'm way upside down. I don't see the market coming back anywhere near where it's going to be for a super long time. And, uh, you know, it just seems like it might be a better decision to just walk away and just rent for a while and then, you know, dive back into it in five or seven more years. Tell me more a little bit about where you are in your life. Do you have kids? Two kids, yes. Two kids. So could you and your wife have a, an adult conversation and say, we're going to move to a better neighborhood, we're going to rent, pay less, and not have this $140,000 bear on our back? Yeah, she's all for it. I'm the one who's kind of like, at this point, you know, unsure about because I, you know, spent 10 years getting my credit to where it's just pristine, perfect, and I'm kind of proud of that, and it kind of would be a... Morally hard for me to just, you know, give up what I've worked so hard for, if that makes sense. I understand that. But, like, um, have you ever seen women that have, like, these crazy cool fingernails? Like, they're perfectly filed and they've got beautiful designs on them? Yes. I always go, that's a lot of work for that. You're, you're, <laughs> you know, I always think, God, just put a little makeup on, you'll look so much. Like, to me, it's like the wrong, I like, like for instance, I like necklaces. I think necklaces, yeah. I go, ooh, I want to kiss her neck, ooh. Whereas fingernails, I'm like... Don't put that anywhere near, like, that's not attractive to me. Absolutely. So your credit score, Bill, I don't really care about. And I don't think you really should care about either as much as you do, unless you're going to be buying a home in the next five to 10 years, or unless you're going to be, you know, living off credit cards. See, I'm thinking about buying a car in the next probably one or two years. Okay. I'm getting to that 10 year mark. So like, you know, for instance, if, if, my credit goes down to like five or six hundred. That's going to pretty much make that difficult to get a good enough interest rate, the whole nine yards on a car loan. Ten percent of Americans are in the same exact situation you're in, Bill. I think you're going to find that credit comes back um, pretty. I think it comes back. I would consider walking away from the home. I think the dilemma is if you could afford the mortgage and you like the neighborhood. You know, I just bought a I just bought a home, and let's say it cost a million dollars. I think sure. I'm going to lose two hundred to three hundred thousand, but I love my neighborhood, and I think it's the right place to you know to be at this point in my life. But I know it wasn't a good investment, but I'm going to live with it um, as you know. Hey, I'm going to be dead in sixty years. It wasn't the smartest financial thing to do, and it's not good financial advice for a guy who gives financial advice uh, for a living. But um, I'm not too <laughs> freaked out. But yeah, I wouldn't really worry about the new car in the next couple of years because I think you can probably bleed yours a little bit longer. You could probably buy a used car. You're going to find sure. that, you know, Volkswagen, they're not going to be giving away cars, but everything but giving away cars down the road. Um, because, you know, their oh, images, really? well, you know, their images hurt at this point in time. And Toyota, Toyota, who did I say? Toyota. Oh, oh I said Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm exhausted. I've been working for 40 straight, eight straight hours and I'm about to fall into my microphone. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a bigger question, Bill. And what I would do is I'd consider, have you taken out any mortgages other than the original mortgage? Have you refied it or anything? No, of course not. Okay. So it's still, was it, well, was there a second loan on it or just a first? No, just a first. And it was one of those like, um, 40 year deals that they were working up like three or four years ago where it was like 10 years interest only. Then you start your 30 year interest, you yeah. know, I would start looking, yeah, I would start looking into what's called a short sell. And to see if that's right for you. I don't think you really want to do a foreclosure. Um, President Bush, before he left office, it's one of the things that he did that I think was very smart for homeowners. Um, and again, it's really easy for me, Bill, to have a conversation about you walking away from home. Um, because I'm, I'm sitting behind the privacy or I'm sitting behind the luxury of a microphone. It's a, sure, tough, sure. It's a tough, tough family decision. I think you'll recover. And gotcha. I think if you can cut your cash flow and, and save more now, I think that'll 
take you a lot further in life than the value of that home ever will. So thanks for the call. Yeah, it just seems like, you know, like like a, a bad decision financially to keep paying into this thing where it's just not going to recover any of that value for so long. And I could, you know, easily get something a lot greater than I have right now, probably in three or four more years for even less of a price. And that's what I keep thinking about. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a damnation game because interest rates may be a lot higher, so you may be able to afford a lot less. So it's, Yeah, it's a, you know, and, and I have like a 5.65 rate, which is great. You my, know. I got a 4.8% rate. Oh, I hate you. I know. It's like men Thank showing God. each other our junk. Like, I got it all oh. and more. So thanks oh, for the, man. Thanks all for the right, call, Bill. You. Bye. Upside down. You turned me inside out. It's Rebel Action, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Love some momentum. It's easy not to like, but sometimes you just got to admit you're wrong. I remember when he came out, everyone was like, well, he's a white rapper. He's a wigger. And uh, he, he's clearly not very, uh, t- you know, he's it's catchy, <laughs> right? It's catchy. You know what I could do without, I'm looking at the Wall Street Journal right now, and Maggie Gyllenhaal and Meryl Streep and Penelope Cruz and Sandra Bullock and how they're going to dress for the Academy Awards. And, you know, does it actually sell? Like Meryl Streep is an older, more mature woman, pristine fashion, and women buy her clothes that she wears because they, they, they relate to her being over 40. 20-year-old women, they have their own sense of style. So you have to find someone who's 20 years old who, you know, has that kind of money for that kind of fashion. But even more what gets to me about this story is which stars sell fashion? Aren't you totally tired of Angelina Jolie? Aren't you totally tired of Jennifer Aniston? Like, if we were to start one revolt in the world, let's do this. Actor comes out with three movies, then they have to retire. Like, I don't need to see Jennifer Aniston ever, never, ever again. She's cute. Fine, I get it. Girl next door. I don't need... She doesn't need to make $20 million paydays. So, I was reading a story about her home yesterday and how it used to be designed for his and hers, for her and Brad, and she's gutted everything so she could be a single lady in it. I just, I find it creepy. I just, like, our fascination with people, we keep them around a little too long. When I was in college, one of my um, fellow uh, college students, uh, writers, uh, he directed a a film, and what he did was he had sticks, (laughs) like, he'd take, like, sticks and a piece of poop. And he'd like just have that would be Angelina Jolie. And it was kind of funny because like we get uh, it was so refreshing to see them to see Angelina Jolie as a piece of poop. Can we make a list of the top 10 celebrities that should be put in the Darwinian wood chipper? Heidi wants to people could hear you, right? People can hear me. OK, so top 10 actors that can go away and never come back. Like, wouldn't that be refreshing to go a whole year with with no Hollywood celebrities? Wouldn't it be nice if, like, Mel Gibson, did we really need him in another movie about a cop's daughter getting killed at too early of an age and he loses his his, his stuff and, you know, do we need that? Oh, like, I love District 9 or District, was it District, District 9? I love that because it was all fresh faces. Rob Black loves fresh faces. That's another one of my maxims. Rob Black loves fresh faces. Let's repeat all my maxims later today. Let's go to Rez so we can start a, a church of Rob Blackology. Rez in Tebron. Hey, Rez, 
How, how are you, man? How are the bears? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't encountered any uh, any time uh, recent, so I'm I'm pretty happy about that. Now, are there any bears that you like? We know that Tahoe bears get break. I like, I like the Chicago bears, uh, the old Chicago bears. Um, and as far as that, you know, bears that try to kill me, not really. I'm uh, not real keen on that. I can actually, I can actually get you to dislike the Chicago Bears. Well, I'm sure you could. So all I need to say I is, like them this year, actually. So how about the know. Super Bowl Shuffle? Doesn't that just kill you and your desire to live when you hear that? I, 1985. 1985. Probably the greatest defense that ever played in the National Football League. It really was. It really was uh, one of the greatest. Um, can't beat that team. Yeah, Mike Singletary had those crazy eyes. He did. And, uh, oh, God, I can't even remember the guy's name. Who was the guy that uh, went into the end zone? The guy that was huge. The refrigerator. Refrigerator Perry, yeah. Perry, yeah. When he... Made his uh, way across the uh, the end zone, and that was that was a beautiful play. Another the reason I could get you to hate the Chicago Bears. Yeah, Chicago. <laughs> have you ever been to Chicago? Uh, well, I have to. I have to not. I have not been to Chicago. Okay. Only passed through it through the airport. Right. Um, and it is a little bit of a strange town. I can tell you that. It's but people are nice. The Darwinian swimming pool. I mean, they're just barely getting. They're barely getting out of it in Chicago. California is more like. Oh no! Oh no! If you go to Chicago, there are a bunch of meat eaters, and like their ears are still attached to their head. I mean, they're really such Neanderthal-looking people. Not not even Neanderthal. They're not there yet. They're more fish-like than human. <laughs> they haven't quite evolved yet. And if you've ever hung with someone from Chicago, they're like, "Oh, it's the greatest city in ever," and "Oh, it, like it, it's cold today. It's fifty degrees and it's cold here in the Bay Area." And I go, "It's chilly." They go, "Oh, you don't know chilly in Chicago when it's negative fifty, people <laughs> freeze and, and and break into pieces." Like, okay, we get that it's colder there than any other part of the United States. Stop bragging right. about it. It's funny that you mentioned that because uh, I'm a uh, I'm a musician and my uh, my guitar teacher from way back. Oh, about 18 years ago, he's sitting in my living room, and uh, he's, you know, he's playing. I don't know if you remember, remember the band called Storm. Uh, no. Three former members of Journey. Uh, he played in Menudo, um, but he's from Chicago. Hold on, now you're you're making this up. Your your guitar no, teacher played in Menudo. I swear to God, you can talk to this guy right now. He's he's out there, passed out. Had a couple too many beers last night in the living room asleep, but uh, but yeah, yeah. Okay. So I didn't play in Menudo. He did. I don't believe you. Oh yeah, yeah. No, this guy's a world class musician. And that's the point. He's a world class musician. He wasn't played in Menudo. Well, see, he's a hired gun. This is what this guy is. Okay. They hire him out because he's such an incredible guitar player that uh, he played in Badlands, Menudo. Uh, Wherever he was needed, he basically took the place of Neil Sean wherever Neil was needed. So, which was in the storm and in hard life. Hey, Rez, give me a call back in a couple. I, I give him a hard time about Menudo, but the only cool thing about it was he's, he did get a chance to meet Jennifer Lopez. So, okay, I guess there's there's something to be said for that. Give me a call in the next couple of days, Rez. Uh, you're always welcome on the show. In fact, I would say Rez is the new Joey. Joey's going down in stock value. Rez going up. Came strong today with Menudo references. 
Let's go to George in Menlo Park. George? Rob, what are you doing, man? This in Chicago? I mean, come on. Have you spent any time there? I have, and it's it's horrific. <laughs> Where are you from originally? Uh, military family, so I'm, I'm from everywhere. All right. Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe you were abused as a kid. I don't know. I'm I have pro- no I, idea. I, I, but, uh, you know, give Chicago another try, man. Oh, come on. You need to tell me about the, tell me about the pizza. Go ahead. Haven't heard that one no, before. I, pizza, my pizza, my my rear end. I, pizza, whatever. I'm, you know, I'm not done with pizza. Yeah. Just saying, Chicago is a good town. It's a good town, and you should uh, give it another chance. I just you you agree with me that people are are fat and obese and overweight and from Chicago. Yeah, but have you ever seen somebody from Wisconsin? Okay. I mean, no. You want to you want to go further down the evolutionary food chain? I mean, people <laughs> there have missed a whole chunk of evolution. Okay, but that's not fair. So now we're now we're going down the the Darwinian chain and I mean come, come on I mean if we want to go we want to go to like least common denominator let's go someplace in the you know the the, the windy plains of uh, North Dakota or something but you know cut folks from Chicago a little bit of slack okay like for instance have you ever heard this one when it's sixty below polar bears begin to evacuate Antarctica. But when it's 60 below, Chicago's Boy Scouts postpone winter survival classes. Hey, man, I, I don't live there for that reason. Until I it gets mean, cold on. enough. You know, I, I you know, I was smart enough to get away, but I still have family there that, that don't. So <laughs> Lake, Lake Michigan, dump. <laughs> man, you Michigan are, Mile, you are, Michigan Mile, you know, overrated. You know, yeah, well, I agree, but I mean, you know, that's not why I go there. <laughs> You're hard, man. You are really hard today. A little bit honest, though, too, right? Well, I don't know about that. Wrigley, about Wrigley that. Field? You know, Wrigley Field? Cold. Wrigley Field's a blast to go to. It's a blast it's to a go blast. I I agree. It's it's wonderful the first time, but once you've seen a game in San Francisco with the Giants... Oh, the Gi- absolutely. I mean, you know, come on. How can you... You know, you've got one stadium that's 100 years old. The other stadium is, you know, 10 years old. Okay. But you're... Yeah, you're not, yeah. I just think it's overrated. Fair. And for the record... The Cubs will never win the World Series. Oh, I completely agree. Okay. But on the other hand, you know, talk about some kind of quasi-religious faith that, that someday they will win, and people continue to fill the you know the coffers of that of that team's uh, cash registers. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it. But George, George, just work with me. Work with me, and you'll come to my my realization. Chicago's overrated. It's a dump. <laughs> And the people are obese, more, and they more eat of a steak. Than pick another big city, New York. Oh, I love New York. New York's a great city. Toronto, great city. San Francisco, great city. L.A., wonderful areas. Santa Monica, wonderful. Like I can pick hundreds of greatness. Thanks for the call, George. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in there. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. It's just Chicago's massively overrated. It's a dump, and if they didn't have Oprah, they'd have nothing. Rob Black. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Rob Black Shoe. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Um, Where do we go with this? So, um, okay, okay, I got an email. Let me bounce around here real quick. 800-345-5639. Um, said this guy from, his name's Sid. 
Because I received notice that my Sears MasterCard has decreased my credit limit from $18,000 to $5,000, stating your credit limit is being lowered to reflect your spending. Based on my spending history and a small portion of available credit you are currently using. So we've lowered your credit limit to $5,000. Letters dated January 19, 2010. So he just received today. So it's 13 weeks, 13 days, loss of the mail. I don't understand. He says, I have a high credit standing. I don't abuse the credit available and hoping to buy a house sometime. Could you tell me or direct me how much this is going to hurt my credit score? It's probably going to help your credit score, first and foremost. And why are people so freaked out? Like, do you really need $18,000 on credit uh, to live? Get a smaller credit. I mean, you weren't using it, so they cut down your availability. Okay, here's what happens, and here's why they do it. I know some small businesses that last year, two years ago, they'd have $40,000 on their Amex. And the moment they'd pay it down, the limit went from fifty to thirty-five. And then when they paid down the thirty-five thousand that they owed, the limit would go from thirty-five to thirty. So American Express is a bank. People who lend you money are chartered banks. So with that said, what happens is that they're only allowed to lend so much, and then they have to have proven reserves underneath that. So to them, it's a mathematical formula. They're cutting down their exposure, which is what our government wants our banks to do, and they're doing it. And you get all peeved because you think there's the, you know, the 11th Amendment uh, is the right for as much credit as you've always had. It's a privilege. These guys are, are short-term loan sharks. They, they're, they're, they, they lend money to you. It's their decision. So it's, they do it on a mathematical formula. If you want to go elsewhere, go elsewhere. But right now in America, banks are saying, we got to cut down our exposure aggressively. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Um, the stock market's getting hit hard today, and it has a lot to do with Europe. And you know how a lot of people are like, I think the dollar's going lower. Obama's out of control. He's a spending maniac. Actually, that's an impression of myself. Um, he is out of control. He's a spending maniac. But the dollar's going lower. And I don't think the dollar's going lower because everyone's saying the dollar's going lower. Like, we're starting to get more phone calls of people wanting to walk away from the home because home prices will never go higher. So there's a little bit of conventional wisdom out there. And today, the stock market is getting hit in large part because the dollar's going higher. Because EU's got problems. Spain's got problems. Greece has got some problems. So I think this year, um, I want to bet too much against the dollar. Let's go to Joey, 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Hey, Joey. Hey, what's up? Hey, man, dude, Joey's stocks are not going down. That was kind of a low blow, Rob. Basically, you just put an empty Costco-sized mayonnaise jar on your fist. And you gave me a body shot and punched me in the kidney. Dude, that's not true, man. I'm a blackhead, and that's what you're going to say about me? I know you're a blackhead, and I appreciate your service and the time that you put into the show. But Rez gave me a better line. You- I like Rez, too, but I was going to move into your house and rent a room from you so we could watch UFC fights on your SeaWorld Dolphin tank-sized TV together. Now, now we're boys. Now you're tempting me. You and I watching UFC fights together with pretzels on my couch? Yeah, man. And, dude, I agree with you on one thing. I mean, a bunch of things, but lately one big thing. What's that? Lance Armstrong rubber yellow bracelets, definitely for douchebags. And I would rather have chronic skin disease on my wrist than have one of those stupid things. I agree. And I know MMA, so I could definitely move into your place, dude. I probably know MMA better than any any of your friends. Okay, okay. Who would win in an MMA fight? Um if it were me against Rod Owens, death match. Uh, you'd get him by a RNC within 20 seconds, which is a rear naked choke. 
you give them a definite blood choke. Hey, sorry, sorry, I sound a little muffled, man. I got bit in the lip by my uh, by this girl's orange sable pomeranians. But I would definitely think you would romple Ron Owens with a with a quickness. Okay, Jay, I'm gonna I'm just gonna give you advice. Tom Likas too. Go study a little bit. Go study Rez. He gave me. You know how bears are. And today he gave me he gave me the guitar player that played for Menudo got to meet Jennifer Lopez. So that's pretty good stuff. Well, well, my great uncle I never met from Canada. Mm. He used to play on the seals in in, uh, in in the Bay Area back in the days. Not good my, enough. Not good enough, Joey. Back to the drawing my, board. My friends is brought. <laughs> 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Ooh, this is worthy of note. Um, senators have warned of a terrorist attack in the United States by July. America's top intelligence officials told lawmakers that al-Qaeda and its affiliates have made a high priority to attempt a large-scale attack on American soil within the next six months. So if that happens, what's going to happen? Oil's going to go higher. Airlines are going to go lower. You got to know these things coming into advance. You got to like do you, I see I see terrorism as a play on Wall Street. It's weird, right? But instantly I I see that. So um it's worthy of note. There will be plays with terrorism. Uh, this is kind of a sad news. A pearl is closing on Market Street. I live in the Bay Area and I used to live in San Francisco and I I've moved out of San Francisco cuz I just kind of want a, a yard. Um, and I didn't want to be on top of my neighbors, and I didn't want my neighbors hearing boots knocking, and I don't want to hear their boots knocking. So I just needed more space. Um, so I love San Francisco. So a big old art store, it's called Pearl Paint, it's shutting down by February 14th. Uh, troubled 77-year-old art supply store is shutting its door. Now, again, when I was an artist, um, I, I do oil painting. I love oil painting. Oil is a wonderfully forgiving medium. Unlike acrylic, which dries instantly, one wrong brushstroke with acrylic and you're finished. You can make a lot of wrong brushstrokes with with oil. And uh, I, I used to go to art stores, and I always hated it because they were so expensive. Then the internet came along, and I could suddenly get a brush for half price. The same exact brush somewhere in Idaho selling it. They don't have to have that San Francisco markup because they work on uh, they operate on Market Street. Pearl Paint's one of the businesses that's been slammed by the recession. It's kind of sad, though. Consumers are cutting non-essential expenses. Um, people aren't oil painting, so people aren't using their, their protractor as much. So anyway, I just thought that was kind of a, another sign of the times, another store shutting down on Market Street. And for people who live in the Bay Area, that's sad because one of the nicer things about the Bay Area is how eclectic we are and how, how dynamic San Francisco is. And uh, we were a much more dynamic city before the dot-com boom because the dot-com boom basically pulled in a lot of 20-somethings who were good-looking. And they kind of displaced a lot of the art community, a lot of the poor community, uh, because they bid up prices and they, they sent property prices higher and they, they pushed people out of the city. So a lot of our eclecticness left, but it's starting to come back. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Welcome in. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Bank of America is in the news today, down about 4%. They're getting not the best news tied towards them. 
Basically, the New York Attorney General is filing civil charges against their former CEO, Ken Lewis, saying the bank misled investors about Merrill Lynch before it acquired the Wall Street Bank in early 2009. Civil charges are also being filed against Joe Price, the bank's former chief financial officer. At the same time, Attorney General Andrew Cuomo's office is filing its civil charges. The SEC reached a settlement to resolve separate federal charges brought against Bank of America over similar issues. Bank America has been accused of failing to properly disclose losses at Merrill Lynch and bonuses paid to investment bank employees before the deal closed. Uh, Cuomo called the Bank of America's actions egregious and reprehensible. You know what I find egregious and reprehensible is how much he wants PR so that he could run for governor. That's what this comes down to. I mean, if you really seriously don't think that everyone's looked into this 10 times over, it's just a great way of getting elected, right? It's a great way of getting elected. I care about you people. I hate Bank of America like you. That's that's what the populists do. Now, that stock's getting hit 5% today. I said, come on out, Mr. Cuomo. Bash them all you want. Because I know and you know, you buy when you can, not when you have to. And the stock's getting murdered. And I think that's a good thing if you're young under the age of 55. I think Bank of America is one of those companies that, look around, ladies and gentlemen. How many banks do you see on the corner these days? Look around, ladies and gentlemen. There's fewer than ever. And the small banks have these commercial loans that are killing them. So the big banks, they've, they've done their pain. They've done their time. So I think the next five years is going to be a good time to be an investor in big banks. I don't think it's going to be glorious like the 1990s. Uh-uh. 1990s, those days of partying are over. Over. We had too much success. It's time to tighten our belt a little bit. So what are pigs? I talked about this earlier in the show, and I don't think I ever really got to it. It's the, there's headline risk, and today it's all tied towards pigs. Pigs is Portugal, Italy, Greece, and Spain. And they, they all have problems. So they all have big, big, big problems, in fact. Portugal and Greece and Spain seem to be connected at the hip at this point in time on their country's deficits, spending, as well as their debt, as well as their lack of GDP growth. So today, the pigs came out, and the news wasn't good. Portugal didn't sell as many treasuries as they wanted to, i.e. raise capital. Spain raised its budget deficit forecast for 2010 through 2012. And Greece, their ability to, to follow through on any sort of fiscal austerity measures remains in question and in doubt. So they're in the news. Italy, not so much. Portugal, Italy, Greece, and, and Spain. It's kind of a cool thing, right? Because we came up with brick, where you're, we got the middle class happening. Poor people are making goods for America in Brazil, Russia, India, and China. So retailers came out with pretty good numbers today. I think this market's going to create some buying opportunities right now because we're kind of overselling. And you can see that we're spending our paychecks at JCPenney's and Steinmart and Kohl's and Children's Place and Limited and Aeropostale and American Eagle and Zumier. So we see that. What other big stories are out there? Gosh, they don't have that many more big stories. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. One of the things I'm going to be doing a little bit more of is pushing you towards our podcast. So uh, we want to get the podcast numbers going and roaring. So I'm going to do what's called a super secret, not so secret podcast. And I typically do that two to three times a week. And you can only get it at talk910.com, talk910.com. And for instance, today I'm going to talk about an emerging growth stock. And I don't talk about it typically on the air because it scares me to do stuff like that. Uh, because our audience, they range from 25-year-olds to 65-year-olds and everything in between. It's people with money 
But some people with investment experience, some people with real estate experience, some people not. I mean, we got a great bullet shot of an audience. I know that. Because you're listening because we talk money. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. So um, Super Secret Not So Secret Podcast, it's online, and it's kind of, I put it up there. So it's three minutes long. It's never really any longer than that. It's never really any shorter than that. I put it there because I'm trying to discourage old people. I don't want to give that that stock advice, and I know old people can't use the internet. I know that they can't figure it out. So that's why you have to go to the Super Secret Not So Secret Podcast in order to get it. Now, I got another email, and this one comes to us from Mike in Fremont. And I think this is, this really tells you where we are as a nation. I don't think our financial literacy is very high. He goes, and uh, it's got a fantastic tag. If you ever want to get me laughing, put in the subject line something funny. He wrote, hopeless financial retard. That got me laughing because it's two of my favorite things. Financially retarded and also hopeless. And every time I hear hopeless, I think hopelessly devoted to you by Olivia Newton-John, who was the first concert I ever went to. So my mind works like that. So hopeless financial retard. And every time you hear that song, you, get, you can't help but bust into it, right? Whenever you're watching Grease, it's on TV. You can't, but no. Anyway, I'm not going to do it because my voice is all that awful and more. So anyway, he goes, I listen to your show every day on podcast. Thank you very much. That's, that's very kind. And he says, I have to start stop a lot because I pick up the phone or leave my desk and don't want to miss anything. My job is miserable, but you keep it interesting. I love that line. My job is miserable. Let me tell you, Mike in Fremont, my job is miserable. And the only thing I, the only reason I do it is because it saves me a bundle of money on, on psychotherapy bills. Uh, he says, my situation is I'm 43. I'm married with two kids, age 11 and 14. We bought our home in late 2002 for $367,000, and it's worth about $450,000 today. I've got $35,000 in my 401k and 12000 in mutual funds, but the kicker is we've got $35,000 in credit card debt. So, okay, he's in his mid-40s. Probably doesn't like me saying that because he's only 43. He probably says, I'm on the younger side of 40. No, no, you're in your mid-40s in my mind. And he's only saved, and this is the, the first alarming thing that I see. He hasn't saved that much. He's got about $50,000 invested. He's way behind. By the time you hit the 40s, you should be $100,000 to $200,000 saved. Otherwise, you may have to work till the day you die. Now, he says, I'm currently contributing 4% to my 401k. We, don't live, we didn't live within our ways and means in the past because we wanted to send our kids to private school, which we don't regret, but the credit card debt's killing me. Got any advice? Should I stop contributing to the 401k until we pay off our debt? Should we seek credit counseling? Okay. Yeah, you actually should stop contributing to your 401k if you have any debt over 8%. Now, before you get to the step of stop contributing to your 401k, understand you're going to work till the day you die because you haven't saved enough. Now, you did send your kids to private school. Congratulations. Hopefully, they'll let you live with them in retirement because that's what you're angling for. I'm being honest and I'm being truthful with you. He does own a home, and it's done pretty well for him. That's worthy of note. He said he bought his home in 2002 for $367,000. It's now worth four hundred fifty. I think home prices go back to 2002 levels, or they stagnate and they don't grow. Either or, I think, happens for the next five years. Um, now, if we hit 2002 levels next week, I'm all in. Woo! We're going back higher. But I think we do go back to the pre-bubble. That's when the bubble started happening, 2002 through 2006. So where do I go with this? I don't know where he lives. I can't really advise on his home. So yeah, I would cut down on your 401k. Absolutely. Any debt over 8% is evil. That could be one of Rob Black's maxims. Any debt over 8% is evil and you got to pay it off. It's got to be your first priority. Now, what I want you to do is do something like mint.com and figure out where, you, where the hell is your money going? 
a lot of us don't even know. For instance, I tend to like to stop at a, a lunch place sneakers. I get chicken sandwich and a big beer, and it ultimately costs me 30 bucks. I'm like, whoa, that's an expensive lunch. Now, I could afford that because I'm wealthy. Can you? Most people can't. So if I had to like figure out I have this $35,000 in credit card debt, what would I do is I'd cut out my lunches, period, right? My gym, 100 bucks a month. And I already told you earlier in the show that there's, there's 65-year-old people get naked after their workout and they watch TV naked, and I don't quite understand that. And they sit on the sofas naked. And for some reason, they think that's like cool or hip. It's not cool. It's not hip. It's actually downright disgusting. Um, so I'd look for ways to cut you, but like I can cut $1,200 a year. Boom, just like that. Out of $35,000 in credit card debt, uh, what do I figure that's going to be? Uh, you know, a good third of it? That, that's, I'm, I'm, nip, I'm nipping away at it from cutting down my lunches and cutting down my gym. That's, and how about some of the other expenses that I'm going to hit in life? I can cut those down as well. So anyway, I think you got to use a website like mint.com to figure out your budget. It's humiliating. Mint.com, you punch in your credit card and it kicks out. It goes, holy mackerel, you make $60,000 a year and you're spending $20,000 on vacations? Now, it doesn't actually say holy mackerel, but it would be funny if it did say holy mackerel. So you got to live within your ways and means. And eh, I don't know. So he asked the, the question, should I seek credit counseling? I think you should. Um, you might be able to find that, that they're able to help you. You might be able to find that they're a waste of time. The company that I like is Consumer Credit Counseling Services San Francisco. So it's six letters, the website, and it ends in a .org. It's three C's, two S's, one F. So it's Consumer Credit Counseling San Francisco. No, it's Consumer Credit Counseling Services San Francisco .org. Three C's, two S's, one F .org. And they might be able to freeze your rates. They might be able to negotiate slightly better. But seriously, I'd, I'd look at your budget first and foremost, and yeah, I would stop contributing to the 401k. Keep in mind, I... I don't like that. And I, I said, you're probably going to live with your kids when you retire. So, because you're not saving enough. And there's another issue inside this email. Sending your kids to private school. You couldn't afford it. In hindsight, you couldn't afford it. You shouldn't have done it. You had to go into credit card debt to do it. Now, I love my baby. I would do anything for my baby. But I'm not going into debt for my baby. If I have to, I'm, I'm going to move back in with my mom and dad. If I have to... I'm going to downsize my car. If I have to, I'm going to cut my cable bill. I'm not going into debt from a kid because then I'd have to work till the day I die. And then I'd have to hope, you know, maybe I can live with them. Maybe yes, maybe no. And again, in different cultures, families is regarded differently. Last thing in the world I want to do is have my mom live with me. It would be a nightmare. It would be a nightmare. Like, you know, they say once you have a kid, like your sexy time goes down because you're always trying to figure it out when your, your kid's sleeping kind of thing. Could you imagine having to monitor that with your mother? Oh, no, no, thank you. No, thank you at all. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. So, Michael, um, I'd really find out your budget as soon as possible. I think that's going to be critical to your success or failure. Um, speaking of success or failure, YouTube. YouTube did something interesting. They did movie rentals. Do you remember that? It was a story I did a couple weeks ago. Do you know how much money they made from it? They, they did the... The YouTube movies for independent filmmakers from Sundance. So the experiment, $10,700. That's it. People used their YouTube to rent movies that were at, you know, Sundance to the tune of $10,700 at $4 a rental. Now, that may sound like an insignificant amount of nothing, and it is an insignificant amount of nothing. But keep in mind, some of those Sundance films, they're shown to maybe 200 people total, and then they go away. And that's that whole filmmaker's dream 
is 200 people to see his, his work, and it's done. So in this case, it was 2,600 people watched some of these movies at four bucks each. I would say it's a, a flat-out flop, as, as, as a test goes, on a lot of levels. Now, if you get a little bit deeper in the story and you see that it was a trial and it was Sundance Films and they didn't really do a big ad campaign, you could see maybe it was a little bit of a success. But YouTube rentals, we don't know if there wasn't enough of a play there for us to go, let's jump in on this one. Let's jump in on this one. The odds are always stacked against independent filmmakers. So this allowed the independent filmmakers to reach a bigger audience. But Netflix and Apple, Apple's got the iTunes where you can download movies. Amazon's got video on demand. Uh, They're laughing at these numbers because they don't see it as a competitive threat. Does that make any sense? I think it does. One last company that I want to talk about ever so briefly Ticker symbol is GMCR. GMCR. It's Green Mountain Coffee. I'm going to feature it with longer detail today in the Super Secret Not So Secret podcast. But I'm going to give you a little hint on it right now. It's all about the single cup brewing. The single cup brewing. I love me coffee. So I bought a Keurig coffee machine, and it's all about the single cup. Um, and they recently um, you know, acquired Timothy's Coffee, Dietrich Coffee. That's set to close soon. A company named uh, Pete's Coffee tried to go after Dietrich Coffee. So this is, consumers are turning to more economically friendly ways to get their fix of coffee, brewing gourmet coffee at home. And Green Mountain Coffee is a play directly on that. Ticker symbol is GMCR for those of you who want to play at home. I'm going to do a little longer Super Secret, Not So Secret podcast featuring more on Green Mountain, giving you some of the details and some of the growth um, numbers. I actually like the product, and I actually think the stock's an investment. So that's a good lesson to learn. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 910 a.m., more stimulating talk. I'll be back in 22 hours. Take care of yourselves. Listen to Glenn Beck. Let's speaking. Let's listen to Glenn Beck coming up next. Salam be tamam be area. Shoma darin be barame Rob Black. Push me din. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 